Hello, hello, hello. I forgot what I'm doing because I'm looking at a spreadsheet. Hello, everybody. <laughs> welcome and welcome back to BNB Anime. I'm Blue, that's Brad, and welcome to our Anime Awards for 2022. Hooray! Looks for born of a mustache. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> the The beard is pretty much the defining feature, but no mustache is also there. But you yeah. know what? A for effort. <laughs> Enough of that. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that, that was that was very loud. It was. It was. Okay. I, I'm curious how that's going to come across in the recording. But hey, you, you know what? This this is all I have to say. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. So this is this is be this is be be anime. I'm blue. That's Brad. We are tired because. We just recorded an episode. And also, before that, we did like an hour and a half of administration that we've been pushing up until literally right now. Yeah, we haven't done admin in like six months, so the spreadsheet looked like absolute garbage, but Blue fixed it. And I scheduled the first quarter of next year. <laughs> yeah. So, we, um, we good job, things. you. You you did it. I you did, did basically too. nothing. We did together good things. And now our spreadsheet is legible. And... It is that time of the year again, where we are. I don't know why I'm talking like a robot. Uh, <laughs> I say this is an interesting cadence that you have decided to pick up, but you know what? Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, yeah, it's that time of the year again where we do our anime awards. We have no affiliation with Crunchyroll. These are our awards. We are vain. We don't like other people's influence, so we do what we want, and we base our awards on what we have covered here on the podcast, not what has released this year. Therefore, our awards are very different than everybody else's, because we are better than them. And Also, Chainsaw Man would pretty much sweep the awards if we covered things that we're actually releasing right now, so it's a good thing. However, next year, I apologize in advance. <laughs> yeah, no, I we, yeah. I don't apologize at all. No. So... Um, we have categories are best boy, best girl, biggest fuck up, best life of life, best ship, best dad, best mom, best OP, best ED, best soundtrack, best fantasy, and anime of the year. I, my concussion dyslexia kicked in there and I almost thought they all said beast. You know what? Good enough. Good enough. Good enough. Okay. And so... We've covered a lot of stuff this year. If you want background on a lot of the stuff that we've covered this year, check out last week's episode that we just recorded in like 10 minutes ago for our year-end review, where we talk about a lot of our favorites and least favorites of the year, drop rates, etc. However, these have absolutely nothing to do with that. Nope. So, with that being said, shall we shall we just go ahead and jump into it? I'm down. Let's do this. All right. So, our first category, as priorly mentioned, is best boy. We've had we've had quite a few runnings for this one for the year. However, I think most recently, our boy Grog from Vox Machina is kind of kind of sticking out the most in my brain. Yeah, I. I'm trying to think of who the other people are from the different shows that we've covered. And the only other person who makes as much of a mental impact to me is Ishigami from uh, Kaguya-sama Love is War Season 3. 
But Kojo's the main character of Dress Up Darling. Well, co-main character of Dress Up Darling. And he's so sweet. Yeah, but Ishigami, I feel like, makes more of a mental impact to me. He's, like, more of a a character. Uh Uh-huh. And Grog is also a real character. And I feel like, for me, like, best boy or best girl, like, part of the submission is that they have to be, like, kind of weird. Like, they can't be, like, like... Are you telling me that Gojo isn't weird? Well... In his own way? Yeah, but, like, not like Ishigami or Grog, you know? Like, they're outcasts, and I feel like I mean, best boys should be kind of outcasted, in a way. I mean, but Gojo was also kind of outcasted. I mean, he got told he was weird because he liked to make dolls. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> not as, like, I don't know. I don't, Look, he's not as point, memorable. I, you should know at this point that I'm going to push for Dress Up Darling for a lot of things. I know, but Grog but, wins. Uh, yeah, Grog. <laughs> <laughs> definitely win best boy. Like I was gonna sit there and make an argument for Gojo over Ishigami, even though I love Ishigami so much. Yeah. Dude deserves all the best, deserves all the hugs. So you know what? As far as like person who deserves most head pats for twenty twenty two, Ishigami deserves most head pats for twenty twenty two. I will take that. But Grog definitely deserves best boy. It might just be because he's the freshest in our brain. My God. Yeah, he's and he's hilarious. not even an anime character, but we love him. Yeah, we, we love Grog. Grog yeah. is absolutely great. Mm-hmm. But now, in the most vast of differences, going into best girl, going from a barbarian that's hulking, loves to drink entire casks of ale and chop people's hands off and then keep the hands, we've... We've gone the complete opposite direction. Yeah. So our nominations for Best Girl of 2022, you've got Komi from Komi Can't Communicate. You've got Marin from Dress Up Darling and Anya. Yeah. Marin, all the way. I I love Anya to death. But Anya gets so much better with the rest of the season, and I can't take that into account here. But so I, I feel like mine's seen tarnished. The rest of the season, and that's I what think I'm saying. Anya still wins. Do we? Is this I, okay. one of the ones that we split on? I it might have to be because Anya riding the dog in a circle is just running through my head on repeat, and that wins for me. But. But, 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 was that the first core, or was that the second core? Either way, Anya... Because if I'm not mistaken, that second core, which you haven't watched that much of. Anya, regardless of that, Anya just, like, keeping it a secret from Lloyd that she's... I just, Anya's the best. And all little cones on her head for no reason. Why does she have cones on her head? No reason. Because she's telepathic. Why does she need the cones? It doesn't make sense. I don't know. I love her. She's the best. I mean, Anya is great. Don't don't get me wrong. But Marin is adorable. She loves cosplay. She also loves Gojo and is just an absolute squish ball. Also is voiced by Amelie, so therefore I'm also extremely partial just because of that as well. 
So I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one and give the award to both of them. Otherwise, I don't think we're going to come to an agreement on this one. That's fair. However, no, no, definitely Morin. But you know what Anya can take? Anya can take biggest fuck up. I, okay. Yes. But so I, also, I realize we have bubble on here as a joke. Yes. I, I get that, but we are judging individuals for this category. Yeah. So obviously episode 10 of Dodgeball. <laughs> I I feel like Anya 100% deserves this. Although Gabiru from <laughs> Slime one has a very <laughs> sorry. Has a very high Percentage of taking this particular category. Yeah, we thought he was going to absolutely <laughs> sweep it when we put him on there first. Yeah, he was the only one on there for ages. Yeah. But I I feel like Anya needs to take this one. I, oh, it's going to be, it might be another way we have to disagree on. Just because Gabiru literally, like his, fuck up, like, like he... But he also has his, like, shining moments, too. Anya is pure comedy, whereas Gabiru actually has, like, tr- true shining moments. Yeah, but he, like, he's so dumb. Anya does nothing but fuck up in hilarious ways. He, like, lost that's, a Like, he started a war. But Anya fucks up everything. Thousands of people died. I don't think so. Right? Maybe like was later a- season. Um, but I don't think he actually started a war. Well, he like. I don't think he started a war. No, okay, but fair. But he like didn't help. That war was happening and he didn't help. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't necessarily, you know, make for a fuck up. It's lazy and dumb and and self centered. So Anya? <laughs> Fine, I'll give it to you, but I I I don't know. Yeah, hey. All right, Anya takes biggest fuck up for 2022. <laughs> now, next category of note is going to be best slice of life. We're going to fight over this one. Yeah. 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 Because dress up darling totally deserves this. No, it's like back camp. But also, Comey Can't Communicate also deserves this. Yeah, but it's Laidback Camp. Laidback Camp also deserves it. But I feel like all three of these have such like a high need for this. Yeah, but Laidback Camp put... literally got me asking for a hiking backpack for Christmas. So, Laidback Camp. Yeah, but Dress Up Darling has literally caused me to nonstop collect all the manga, collect figures, collect a whole lot of things, which has cost me a shit ton of money. Yeah, but... Are you going to go cosplay? Yes, I am, actually. 2023 is the year for me to get in shape so I can actually cosplay. Okay, well, fair. But I'm going to go on a hike, so. I've collected a shit ton of manga. I've been on several hikes. I'm getting in shape to cosplay. I've got hiking boots. I've got clothes. I lived in the mountains. I also live in the mountains. (laughs) I currently live in the mountains. Therefore, laid back camp. Thank you very much. No. Yeah. No. 
Yeah. No. I have two thermoses, flasks, whatever you want to call them. I've got energy drinks in front of me, which Gojo drank a lot of to get Marin's cosplays done. Uh, Layback Camp wins. Dress up, darling, wins. I bought mag- manga for Layback Camp. I also got you manga for Layback Camp. You also did. I, but I, have- I am sitting here staring at Dress Up Darling on my shelf right now. I'm sitting here staring at Layback Camp on my bedside table, except it's not my bedside table. It's my couchside table right now. Uh-huh. Dress Up Darling wins. No. Layback Camp. You know what? I will make you a deal that no. you're not going to take me up on. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you laid back camp for this one, but for a later category, I expect Dress Up Darling to take it. If it's best ship, then no. Oh, we're going to talk about that one for sure, but no, definitely not that one. Okay. So do we have a deal? Fair. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, laid back camp wins for best slice of life. Why is my phone buzzing? Because you're important. It's because it's the, it's the twins. Oh, the twins. Tell them I said hello. I shall do so right now. They're Yay. interrupting. I mean, hey, it's fine. Says hello. Yeehaw. And yeehaw. Also, did you tell mom I said hello? I did. Nice. How do you spell yeehaw? Y E E hyphen H A W. Thanks. <laughs> I think this is probably the biggest tangent we've went on in quite a while. <laughs> They're texting me about. Um, okay, so you know that old TLC show, Sister Wives? Uh huh. Apparently, one of the wives just left, and that's what they're texting me. Oh, so we're getting the tea live we're getting, on the we're podcast. Mad tea. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, big fan. Um, yeah. And also, <laughs> her nickname in my phone is Melon Chan. So, <laughs> <laughs> her real name's Melanie. Anyway, she says, "Yo, yo, Brad, sup, bro?" XD. <laughs> <laughs> Rawr, XD. <laughs> <laughs> Rawr, <laughs> XD. Uwu. Uwu. I hate myself for that one. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love this so much. She says, You guys doing Z podcasting tonight? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm putting my phone down now. I'm back. I'm back. Sorry. Uh huh. Yeah. All, all of this is 100% being left in, by the way. <laughs> Just just because it's a funny bit just at this point, I, I feel like it deserves to say. Fair, okay, fine. The bestie, when the bestie calls, you gotta answer. Exactly. And I mean, they've been me bestie for like a decade now. Yeah, they're the reason you have your nickname. They are. And, and the pretty reason much the reason I started watching anime. anime. Yeah. yeah. So look at that. They have just as big of a reason to be on this podcast as the rest of us. Yeah, literally yeah. their fault. All of this is their fault. You think they'd want to do an episode of Anime Island? They would love to. Hell yeah. 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 All right. So, best ship? Call me Car Communicate. My dress of darling, Size Fell in Love, Spy Family, and Kaguya. <laughs> and Brad died. 
Yeah, I'm I'm again, I said this in the previous episode, I'm still trying to get my voice back and whenever I use it a lot, it causes me to have a coughing fit. So my apologies beforehand. Strappy, strappy, strap, strap. You know, the thing about it is though, is my throat doesn't hurt. Just coffee? <clears throat> just just cough. Just too much vocal use. Uh yeah. So spy family? Kaguya-sama. Yeah. I I gotta give it to Kaguya-sama. Yeah, uh, then, yeah, Kaguya-sama's, but is, um, Kaguya-sama. It's not a relationship. I know. So, okay, I feel like this is. Mm, you know what? Okay. We should add a category of best relationship because technically your and Lloyd are married. But they're not in a relationship. They're in a situationship. Yeah, but I still. And also, we haven't really done anything as far as relationships go yeah, this year okay. that I can think of. I will give it to you that way, that Kaguya-sama is best, like, I would even do it this way. Kaguya-sama is best, like, puppy love. They're best, like, they're they're young and youthful, and it's first love, and they're awkward, and it's cute. And Spy Family is the best, like, okay, I want them to be soulmates. Like, they are, that's it. They're married, they love each other, they're having 20 kids. Like, that's by family you know to me they're different it's like adult love and, and kid love but also kaguya-sama deserves best shit because you've got ishigami and ino you've got ishigami and that one chick fair okay so kaguya-sama has a lot of inter- interwoven romances i do want to give an honorable mention to science fell in love just because it is a more like it's it's very much like kaguya-sama in the awkwardness kind of vibe but it is mm. Like, it's kind of a halfway point between Spy Family and Kaguya-sama. It's the awkwardness of Kaguya-sama, but with the adult, like, theming of Spy Family in the sense that they're, like, 25. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. Dress Up Darling kind of gets my honorable mission. Well, Dress Up Darling and Comey both kind of get it. Dress Up Darling solely because you can tell the attraction is there. I mean, spoiler chicken hat, so skip ahead 15 seconds starting three, two, one now with Marin confessing at the end, even though Gojo didn't hear it. Yeah. So that kind of takes it. And then Komi, I mean, you've got Komi and Tadano. Like it, it kind of writes itself. Yeah. So. And both of those I would put in with Kaguya-sama as being more like puppy love. They're like, it's young, it's fresh, it's like new feelings and they don't really know how to handle it. And that's what makes it cute. Yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah. Um, so, with yeah. that being said, so best ship goes to Kaguya-sama with best relationship slash situation in parentheses, mm. Spy Family. Yes, I'm with you on that. And now, best dad. This one is an interesting topic. Yes. Because we've had Thors on here from Vinland Saga for quite a while but then blue bought up the point of lloyd and i mean how could we forget lloyd yeah but it's a tough category yeah because thor's gave up his life for his family for his son to kind of shit all over that yes and lloyd does his best but at the same time he's still like this is a mission so i'm literally doing what i have to for my mission but with Later on in throughout the first season, you kind of see him like break 
his facade mm. more and more. So both of them, I feel like kind of deserve it in their own ways. I fully agree. I mean, it's, it's again, it's the same thing with like the situationship. Like this was thrust upon Lloyd. This wasn't something that he had wanted. It wasn't a family that he created for himself. Um, but he's really like fallen in love with Anya and, and being a dad in a way. And it, he's kind of bumbling about it in his own unique style. Yeah. And there's something very charming about that. And I, genuinely believe he would do anything for her even within like a half an episode you you could figure it out you know that he oh, yeah. really cares for her 100 mm-hmm. but thor's literally did like already done yeah so I moved away so he could have his family yeah gave his life for his family and his people so i i kind of got to give this to both of them yeah, I'm I'm pushing it over to Thor's right now because Thor's is over and done with. Lloyd, he's still going to be a contender for best dad next year. Yeah, so you know what? I'll give it to Thor's yeah. as well. Let's just let's just go ahead and give it to him. He yeah. he deserves it. Yeah, dude was a badass too. I would love to see Thor's and Lloyd fight. Oh my gosh, yeah, that would be one. And also, Wit does them both. Yeah. Now, MAPPA's doing the second season of Vinland Saga, but as far as season one's concerned, Wit Studios has done both anime, with mm. Spy Family being split between Cloverworks and Wit. So you know what? Thor's gets it. Yeah. Best mom, one sole contender. We've got your. Yeah. Although, I kind of feel like Comey's mom. Yeah. Is it Comey's mom? Yeah, Comey's mom. Also, Shikimori's mom. Yeah. No, not Shikimori's mom. Uh, the, the boyfriend. Um, can't think of his name, but it's like common anime name. Can't think of it. Um, you? Does that sound right? For Shikimori? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, his mom kind of gets a pass for that too. But your is um Deku's mom shown in my hero. Uh, in season three, I don't think not so much. Yeah. She kind of takes more of a focus in seasons one and two, but mm-hmm. not so much in three. But yeah, I think your wins the category honorable missions, but your wins the category in my opinion. Yeah, I'm down for that. And then <clears throat> our next kind of big points of contention. Oh, Oh, Anohana. No, that was a dad. Never mind. Yeah, that. So yeah. Oh yeah. Although he should have been on on contender for best dad. Yeah. But honorable uh, mention to dad. From yeah, Anohana, honorable but mention still to dad wins. from Anohana. Yeah. Still didn't beat out like even with him being in, but should have been on the list. Yeah. We were kind of. Working on that while we were trying to work on the rest of the admin stuff. So there are <laughs> yeah. some people that got left out. Yeah. Also, a lot of these categories could have been a lot longer, but we kind of short stack them a yes. little bit. Like, especially for best OPs and EDs, because we had some bangers this yeah. year. So with that being said, what do you think should be best OP and best ED of the year? Mm, um. Well, so, okay, so best OP we have on the list, but this doesn't mean necessarily, like like Brad said, this isn't all of them. 
Um, so we have Spy Family, Kong Ming, Attack on Titan Season 2, My Dress Up Darling, uh, Kaguya-sama, Licorice Recoil, and Demon Slayer. With Demon Slayer being, being the entertainment district yes. arc. Yes, arc, yeah. And for Best ED, we have Spy Family, Lucas Recoil, SAO Progressive, Kaguya Rap, ED, and Demon Slayer, again, the Entertainment District. Ark. Not I film. feel like for OP, it's I'm going to get so much hate because with Attack on Titan Season 2, you had Sasageo, mm. which is what everybody loves to scream and shout at the top of their lungs. Yes. Dress Up Darling was good. Masayuki Suzuki with Kaguya-sama. Licorice Recoil was excellent. But uh, I am very much torn between Spy Family and Demon Slayer. I'm with you. I think for me, I'm leaning towards Spy Family. Although, oh, Demon Slayer was so fucking good, though. Yeah, I'm... Oh, God, I'm so torn. Me too. I'm so torn. Oh... And we listened to them before we sat down to record this, too. You know what? I think uh, Demon Slayer is winning out on second thought. I think so, because it was one of the last ones that we listened to. And I feel like that's kind of unfair. Yeah. Just because it was one of the last ones that we listened to. But I'm I'm more than happy to give it to Demon Slayer. We've given Spy Family a lot and not to take away from Spy Family. But I, I feel like Demon Slayer kind of deserves time to shine. Yeah, fully. Oh, we need to put Best Animation on here as a category, too. We do. So let's do that after Best ED while we're thinking about it. Sounds good. All right. So Best ED. I'm Spy Family was good. Demon Slayer was good. But uh, Lisa doing SAO Progressive. Lisa is the best. But I got it. The Rap ED is the one that sticks in my brain so much. And it was a special one-off. Yeah. But God, it was so good. They did not have to go that hard on that animation. No. But the Licorice Recoil one was a banger, too. I feel like Licorice Recoil may be for consistent because the Kaguya rap was one specific episode. I feel like it deserves like a special little shout-out, but I don't consider it to be the actual ED of the show, if that makes sense. I feel like I still gotta give it to it, though. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's hard. And then also Spy Families was also so good, too. Oh, my God. They were all so good. They were all really good. It's so tough. And normally EDs aren't that, like, high up on our list. Mm. But my goodness, like, there were so many good ones. Or at least all of these are phenomenal. I don't know. I'm I'm fine with giving it to Licorice Recoil. Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> but honorable mention to that one shot on Kaguya-sama, because yes. my goodness, that was amazing. Fully. And then, as far as, like, animation slash character design, Spy Family, Licorice Recoil. Yeah, Bell as well. Bell had some excellent... Uh, animation dress up darling actually exceeded all expectations like cloverworks put their all into that one and i don't remember it like dipping mm. at any point which is odd because it's you know cloverworks 
Yeah, I'm trying to think about to scroll down. I will also put Oh, Jujutsu on Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen. And then we also had um, The Secret World of Arietti, which I covered. It was just Ghibli. Mm-hmm. Um, but you didn't watch that one cover with me, so. Yeah, we can give that one an honorable mention. I think, yeah, it, it's, it deserves an honorable mention for that. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Uh, what else was up there that was really, really good animation? Castle in the Sky? I mean, it's Ghibli. So, I mean, it's consistently good. Yeah. But do we consider it the best? I can, I thought Secret World of Arietti was better. So, yeah, Castle in the Sky is out. Castle in the Sky is very good, though. It is. Um, I know it's not an anime, but I will say The Legend of Vox Machina had a very, very unique stylistic choice. And it I was very consistent. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it gets a shout out as well. But mm-hmm. overall, um, I think it's yeah, JJK Demon Zero. Slayer or Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, because Demon Slayer in and of itself deserves a huge shout out on its animation because Ufotable. In fact, I think we even said it. The only people that can really top Ufotable is Ufotable. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think it's between JJK and Demon Slayer for me. And I could kind of give it to both. I'm leaning more towards Demon Slayer purely because I can vividly picture the action animation as opposed to, um, like, and character design. Whereas for JJK, I, the only the character design is really sticking in my brain. But, like, I know what those swords look like in motion. I know what the lightning bolts and the flames and the water like looks like, you know? So I feel like for special effects, we can definitely give it to Demon Slayer, but I mean, purely for the fight scenes and the fluidity, I feel like JJK kind of takes it. So we could, yeah, we could separate it to like art design going to Demon Slayer and then motion and actual animation to JJK. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's good enough for me. Sick. And so our next bit, which, I mean, honestly, we probably should have done next to best OP and ED, but you know what? It's our list. We do it how we <laughs> want. We got best soundtrack, which also had a lot of really good stuff going for it because we've did several musicals this year, and then we've done films galore. Yes, yeah, and films have fantastic soundtracks. We need more film type soundtracks to be in seasons. That would be great. Thank you. Yeah, um, that would that would be excellent. Yeah. So we have for here we have Bell, we have Laid Back Camp the movie, SAO Progressive, JJK Zero, Sing a Bit of Harmony, and Your Boy Kong Ming. Um, specifically the two that we what the three the Sing a Bit of Harmony, Your Boy Kong Ming, and Bell are all like musicals, really. Mm-hmm. Um, Layback Camp just has a very consistent soundtrack. The soundtrack has been consistent since first season. It is perfectly fitting to the show. And Layback Camp, actually, we didn't give it a shout out for the animation this year when normally we give it a shout out for the animation for its backdrops, but I just don't think that the movie held up as well as the seasons. Yeah. And again, I feel like a lot of that's just podcast brain talking because it's excellent and it's very laid back camp, if that makes sense. Yeah. But it it just didn't hold up compared to a lot of the other stuff that we've covered. But those backdrops, though, man. They're stunning. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Best soundtrack's hard. Bell had such a consistent song that it's one of those ones that's sticking in my head because it's like this is the song of the film, you know? And yet Sing a Bit of Harmony is that way for me. Yeah. Because I would be, and I cannot say this for sure, but I feel like I would be more tempted to give best soundtrack to Bell if I had seen it in theaters. Because I feel like that film in theaters would have been incredible. I agree. I actually really agree with that, yeah. The bad part about it is, is that it was in theaters at the same time as Sing a Bit of Harmony. Yeah. And I was aware of Sing a Bit of Harmony. And the bad part is, is Bell had like a bigger marketing budget, or I've seen it marketed more mm. after the fact. Yeah. But I I don't know, because laid back camps fit. Yeah. JJK Zero fit. Your boy Kong Ming, all of its musical numbers slapped. Yeah. Like everything hit well. And Kong Ming, Sing a Bit of Harmony, and Bell, I still listen to all three soundtracks. Yeah. And I mean consistently listen. I but overall, for me personally, I listen to Sing a Bit of Harmony soundtrack more. I'm down for Sing a Bit of Harmony. Let's go for it. All right. So yeah, sing a bit of harmony for best soundtrack. Yeah. And then now is going to be a point of contention yes. solely because of we didn't branch out a lot this year in our categories. Yeah. So instead of like, I think last year we had like a massive genre breakdown, whereas this year we just kind of had best slice of life and then we've made best fantasy. So... <laughs> We've got Vinland Saga, SAO, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, Attack on Titan, Demon Slayer, and Dr. Stone. Yes. I think that's everything that we have for our... I mean, there are obviously others that we have in there for... I mean, uh, My Hero Academia is fantasy. Like, pretty much everything, everything that we have covered is in some kind of way not real. Yeah. The main thing about it, though, is since we only did season three of My Hero this year, I find it hard to put it in best fantasy because, in my opinion, the best My Hero has to offer is from season four onward. Yeah, and I'm kind of that same way with Dr. Stone with the film and even with Demon Slayer, where, like, so good, but... I consider them more of a like franchise at this point. Yeah. And it's also one of those things to where I'm probably going to sound very kind of hypocritical with as much praise as I've given Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer is very good, but I feel like we hold it to such a high esteem because of its animation. I agree. If it did not have that animation, I feel like we would not hold Demon Slayer in as high of a regard because although the story is interesting, it is not as phenomenal as we would probably think it was if it did not have those stunning animations. I think that's fair. So, although it has a very high point of contention for Best Fantasy, considering everything that we've covered this year, compared to our big ones of Vinland Saga, SAO Progressive, Jujutsu Kaisen, and Attack on Titan, yeah, I feel like it doesn't kind of hold a candle 
to those? No. For me, SAO has this level of like, like when you think fantasy, you think SAO, you know, like it's elves and, you know, flutes and Lord of the Rings vibes. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that's kind of where my brain automatically goes when I think fantasy um, is that kind of realm. Plus it has this gamer element to it where it's got that sci-fi type thing going with it. So you could even argue that, that it's in the kind of like Star Trek kind of vibe, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because of that. Vinland Saga has the glorified romancing of Vikings attached to it, which Mm -hmm. have almost become mythical in the sense that we as a society view them these days. Like, we don't really consider Vikings for their actual pillaging that they did. And we kind of, we definitely romanticize them to a certain level. Um, And Vinland Saga is evident of that. Jujutsu Kaisen for me, is not what I think of when I think fantasy. But I think it's the power fantasy that everybody looks for yeah. in anime. Mm-hmm. Like, it's martial arts, fighting style, is storytelling, acumen, making us care about a character that wasn't even in the first season at all. Yeah, and then, like, ghosts and demons and, and breaking into the realm of death, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like looking at it as a category, it 100% deserves to be here, and especially in, like, the top runners of what we have here. And then, of course, Attack on Titan is, whenever you think of fantasy anime in general, Attack on Titan is one of the first ones that people come to. Yes. And a lot of it is how timeless the show is. A lot of it is how well wit studio handled the first three seasons but for our case the first two seasons yeah were done spectacularly well and i this one's tough man i agree i my brain wants to stick with vinland saga just because i know for sure that i definitely romanticize vikings and that sense, like i love the like the yeah, I loved that that anime. The anime was so good, but SAO. I find SAO hard to for this perspective yeah. because I, I love SAO Progressive. Don't yeah. don't take that away from it. What they did with that film and the way that they're overhauling the franchise mm. is <laughs> excellent. Mm. But we know how SAO ends. True. And so I feel like for me, that holds it against me. Now, the fantasy world and everything built around SAO, I have said it from the day we started this podcast and I've said it on interviews for other anime podcasts that I've done. If the SAO incident were to be real and it would come with all of the consequences that it actually comes with, I would still do it. Yeah. But we have to look at it from like the show's perspective, not necessarily the world that it's involved with fully. Although that does play a huge bit of contention around it, but I'm, I'm torn between attack on Titan and Vinland saga for me personally. I attack on Titan is so good, but I don't, uh, attack on Titan sits less in, fantasy and more in thriller for me so if we were to have a second category i would do attack on titan being best thriller 
Finland saga being best fantasy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm more than happy to give it to Vinland Saga for best fantasy, considering I'm torn between two and you're like dead set on it. Yeah. So I'm more than happy to <laughs> give it best fantasy. Sounds good. Which takes us to the last category, and I've figured out what your vote is, and it automatically wins because yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm agree. cashing in. I'm <laughs> cashing it in. Dress up, darling, with anime of the year. Yeah, but and- no, I. <sighs> Spy Family doesn't count because it's not finished yet. But I feel like it has every reason to tie for it. I will take that. Because I know probably out of the bunch, that's what would take your vote on it. Yeah. And if I had to sit down and choose my animes of the year with everything that I've seen up to this point, Mm. everything still currently airing, Spy Family and Chainsaw Man are going to end before 2022 is over. Mm-hmm. Dress Up Darling is already over for the year. I know everywhere that Chainsaw Man is going, and I know everywhere that Spy Family is going. Those three would be in a deadlock. Well, Chainsaw Man definitely wins, Mm. without a shadow of a doubt. But those three take my anime of the year in their own categories. Yeah. For true slice of life, Dress Up Darling takes it. For overall like fantasy slice of life, comedy the whole nine yards spy family takes it and then just pure overall horror adult content the whole nine yards chainsaw man takes it <laughs> yeah and i but only i'm down only two of those are up for the win yeah or only two of those are up for the running <laughs> sorry no 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 i'm totally down for that and i think that with the with the parallel with the contingency of like spy family having not been over at the point of recording, my dress-up darling therefore takes the win by default, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way. And then Spy Family, um, to me and to the show, will be in true contention for anime of the year in 2023 when we finish up the second core. So it is a very close second place for this year and uh, automatically passes to the running of anime of the year for 2023. So, so yeah. I will put it like this for everything that I know that is coming for 2023 for everything that's been announced the whole nine yards. If I had to choose what's going to be in the running for anime of the year next year, chainsaw man, Spy Family. I don't know how the theater situation is going to be for you next year, Mm. but you've got Makoto Shinkai's new film. Mm -hmm. You've got SAO Progressive. Mm -hmm. You've got the Kaguya-sama film, which is actually going to be released worldwide, which I'm very excited for. Blue Lock, from what I've heard from a lot of people, there are going to be a lot of things in contention. Also, solo leveling is coming out next year. And I know that that's something that so many people are hyped for. Yeah. So we've, we've got a huge year ahead of us. We've had a huge year this year. 2022 has by far been one of the best years of anime in a very long time. Yeah. And it, very clearly reflects in what we've had here because there have been a lot of these where we've 
like we've had to sit here and discuss it because it just shows through a lot of the stuff we've covered a lot of stuff as far as like relevancy goes this has been like the year of relevance true yeah and next year even more so yeah <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm super excited for next year and i hope that you guys aren't too mad at us for our uh, our awards for this year and let us know your rankings for the animes that you've watched this year um and uh and yes yeah, things like what's your biggest sleeper hit is the one that i'm like the most interested in i think i think most of our like best animes are probably going to be fairly along the same lines with each other but the one that like you got shocked at the most or the one that you you know that didn't get as much hype as you think that it deserves let us know about those because uh they may be added to the watch list for next year what was your biggest sleeper hit out of the book good question because trapped in a dating sim was that for me like i said it whenever we recorded the episode i expected it to be trash yeah like i started watching it thinking that it was going to be a pile of trash and it was going to be something for me to make fun of during our weekly bits of talking about what we've watched during the week. Yeah. And that exceeded all expectations. I'm actually with you on that. I also, like, Licorice Recoil, I think, was the way you pitched it to me. Girls with Guns, but SAO, like, current SAO animation. Yeah, I feel like that is definitely one thing that I could, could, could consider a sleeper hit. Um, I... With it being A1 Pictures, I had high expectations for it. I didn't expect it to be garbage by any means. You know what? Odd Taxi. But it was a hit. Yeah, Odd Taxi is is the one that I'm going to go with. I have Mother's Basement to thank for that one. Yeah. That dude recommended the shit out of it. So I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. We'll give it a go on the podcast. And it was good. It's really good. If you like um, psychological mystery kind of thrillers, um, I... 10 out of 10 recommend Odd Taxi. <laughs> it's strange. It gets you thinking. It's like old school mystery. It gives me some spy family vibes, but like like more adult, you know? It's it's less fun, more interesting. And uh, it's, I literally, I was saying to Brad earlier that it feels like something that would be up for awards. It's that kind of vibe. And I, I definitely re- recommend giving it a watch. Um, yeah, I think Odd Taxi is probably my biggest sleep hit. I think I know one for you as well. Just mm-hmm. purely not. I mean, I know I talked it up a lot, but SAO Progressive. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And you were like one of the biggest like SAO detractors. I was so disappointed by um, SAO beforehand that I was very nervous for this film. But this film was really good. And I'm, I mean, honestly, I talked about this earlier, but as far as what we've got for 2023, as far as the podcast goes, but more than a married couple, but not lovers, I expected that to be a trash rom-com mm-hmm. and I've absolutely loved it. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. So, um, and it's one of those things to where if you come across something and you think it might pique your interest, but you're not a hundred percent certain. Give it a try because you never know. Like it could turn into one of those shows that you absolutely adore. Yeah, it's how we found Tanaka Kun. Exactly. Yeah. We we literally found that on a whim. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And so with that being said, 
thank you all so much for coming to our last episode of 2022. Yee. Happy New Year yes. to everybody. And Happy New Year to you as well. And thank you for putting up with me for a whole <laughs> nother year. Because my God, we've been at this for two and a half years now. Yeah, thank you as well. I I couldn't ask for a better co-host. You're, you're the best. I tell everybody, I have told everybody in every podcast interview that I've been a part of, you are the better half of this. You are the heart and soul of this, and I will stand behind it. Oh, well, you do. You're the brains. If I'm the soul, you're the brains. No, I literally just schedule. That's literally all I do. I mean, at this point. And write the schedules and name them. I mean, true. True. But I mean, at this point, not, you know, shameless plug. They are not paying us by any means. We are not sponsored by Riverside. But as you've now found out and as I've shown to other people, Riverside makes editing so much easier. It It does does most of the work for us. Yeah. Riverside is great. Um, But yes, Brad is brains. Uh, I just sit here and ramble. And that's what we're going to do next year, too. So if you like this and you want to listen to more of it, (laughs) you can find us right here on your favorite listening platforms at BNB Anime. Or you can find us on the website, www.bnbanime.com. We have a YouTube channel at BNB Anime, along with all of our social medias are just BNB Anime. Brad is on Instagram and Twitch at Brad Carter Gaming. I'm kind of around the place at Blue Lavender STM. Um, or, you know, just Blue Lavender with an A, you'll find me. I'm around. And, um, yeah, we look forward to another year with you guys watching more anime, reading more manga, being bigger otakus. So if you are also an otaku and uh, like this shit, drop a sub or follow and stick with us next year. Yeah, we've got big things planned for next year. If you want kind of a bigger thought process of that go listen to the last episode because we've got that there yes and but seriously happy new year to everybody hope your holidays were wonderful i hope you got to enjoy it however you chose to spend it and we look forward to 2023 with all of y'all so thank y'all so much for listening and we'll catch y'all next year Bye 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 love you love you bye bye <laughs>